create with France Sydney. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. It's so good to have you here at Create with France. And today we're going to talk about perfectionism. Yes, that thing that makes you really worry about everything. It is not really about striving for excellence. It's about striving for the impossible, the unattainable, something that is literally unachievable, like having a perfect immaculate house of a perfect office, of a perfect job, or the perfect hair all the time. And that's why I do show up sometimes in videos, not really looking like one of a Kardashian or anyone else, because I'm like, I'm not them, I don't have to compare myself. But you know what? I hear that perfectionism is a really big problem worldwide, especially in a lot of women. But let's talk a little bit about the symptoms with a specialist about this. And this. her name is Dinara Skerit. Tell me I got it wrong. <laughs> so welcome to the show. Welcome. Oh, thanks for having, uh, having me, France. And uh, yeah, it's Dinara Skerita and uh, it's almost right. So very good. <laughs> so I'm really excited about talking about perfectionism because, you know, I lived in a place where uh, the house has to be always perfect. And, and in Italy, everyone wants the guests to feel like they're welcome. And to be welcome, they have to have an immaculate house. And this connected into being very stressed and stressing all the kids. So the house was perfect which is a lot of weight on you because if you are not perfect people are going to judge you that you are not perfect and so it was a rolling thing that it took me years to overcome that the syndrome of having the perfect immaculate house the museum you know so do you have yourself another example what are the symptoms that you find in your clients about being perfectionist Okay, so yeah, that is a, like a very wide topic and perfectionism really can take over the whole of your life, all of the areas of your life. And it's like, it's not just only about the perfect house. It's like, you know, when you said the, the house needs to be perfect because people will judge you. So what's that? That is a fear of judgment. So that's very strong within perfectionists as well. And that's stressing over the results. So for example, I'm working a lot of um, with people who are struggling with this at work a lot. And what they do, they stress over the results, what they produce in their working environment, for example. So they are anxious about it. They always try to be, to be the best, but it's not only the best, but the best up to the unachievable level, as you said. So one of the symptoms at work especially is like that inability to delegate because they know that they set really high standards and other people are probably not going to reach those standards, you know. So um, then there it comes like fear of failure, right? So fear of failure that what if I fail, everyone's going to see that I'm not perfect. So it's that building of the facade of being perfect and I yeah so that is interesting that's it's it's interesting this facade we have to appear so it's about appearances so it's kind of about appearances so it's not only about the image but it's about the whole of your persona it's like I must be perfect and the work that I do also must be perfect so that other people see me as perfect and then they accept me. So somewhere in life they've learned that they need to be perfect to be accepted. Um, 
is like constant self-doubt. Am I doing it perfectly? Is like setting these unrealistically high standards. Is self-sabotaging. Another thing that is really, really interesting with perfectionists is that procrastination. That they are, they do know that they set these unachievable standards and goals and they are so disappointed when they can't achieve it because it is unachievable, it's in the word, that then they kind of know that that's their pattern and then they avoid doing anything because what's the point is never going to be perfect because life is not perfect, nothing is perfect. Um, And this is how they also end up self-sabotaging. So I did have one one of my clients and she is like a type A personality. She is always striving for the best. She's always doing everything for everyone. She's always putting this high pressure onto herself. But it's not just that type A personality. It's, it's been holding her back because she's been self-sabotaging um, with saying yes to everyone else's expectations because she wanted to be perfect. She wanted to appear perfect. So if someone asks her something, um, you know, can you fill this report for me? I don't have time today. She immediately compulsively says, says yes, right? Instead of actually thinking, do I have time? Can I actually say no here? So to her, well, without swearing, to her saying no was something like she's telling them to F off. So she, she, she felt that it's either two options she has, either say yes or say the bad word, right? Because she couldn't, couldn't even comprehend saying no. So in that way, she was self-sabotaging within her own job because she was trying to please everyone. And there's another thing. So uh, people pleasing comes into play as well in here. Um, And another thing that she was also doing was trying to learn every little bit about the job because otherwise she felt like she's not good enough in there. She needed to know everything to 100%, otherwise she's not doing it. And this is very, um, I've heard like there is, uh, there is this perception that women, when they, for example, apply for new jobs, right? they tend to tick every single box before they apply. Some people don't do that. So this is that perfectionist that they want to tick every single box and they want to go above and beyond to the point of um, this perfection that doesn't exist. So in that way, she was overlearning and she wasn't actually moving along and moving forward with her goals because she wanted to expand She wanted to create her own business and she knew a lot about that business and she knew she knew like literally 99% of what she needed to do and how she needed to do that but she could not move on because she thought she needed to buy another course and another course and she needed to learn this and then that and then that and then you know like just like piling these certifications and courses and not actually taking any action she was so afraid she was not good enough so after we worked together she's actually identified that she only needs one more skill and these courses that she's like bought last half year 
yeah, pretty much useless because she knew already um, all the information. So she identified one little skill that she needed to kind of add to her portfolio and she's off flying, opened up her business and um, doing very well. So, yeah. Wow. That's incredible. You know, the, the courses, I do love learning, but I love learning because it's just so fun. And I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, yeah, if I have another qualification and I could plaster the whole world with qualifications, but in the end of the day, we have to make use of all this stuff that we have or that we are, that we, we can learn. So it's a great example how we can be consumed by this. And it can bring us to have a very serious mental health problem because we we mind up with eating disorders, for example, if we think that our body doesn't attain this physical perfection that we think we perceive from a social media, we might have a pathological worry, we might have a generalized anxiety disorder just in one area. So some people are normal in all areas of their life, but one area, they're really, really perfectionist over the top. So we're not saying don't strive for excellence, we're saying that's OTT. So you might even be so sad and depressed because you can't be like that and you can't sleep. There are some people I know, they can't sleep and they're very tense. They can't really relax because there's always something going on. And, and I don't know if you had any example of that in your experience, but self-criticism. Oh, I am so, and they put themselves down because they're holding themselves to a standard that they are not holding for other people. And so it's, it's about pleasing the other people but not ourselves and also comparing all the time and say oh but Joe Blogs is doing better um, so doing that is really going to make life really difficult and I do know that in the end if we always think like it's all of nothing so black and white thinking etc we're going to have a miserable life so in the end of the day being perfect doesn't make us have more success or a better life at all so there must be a light in the end of this tunnel so what can happen in our life? What are the, the things that you experience that take this perfection to a, a much more manageable level? Yeah, so, so it all comes down to what the real issue is, right? Um, why would someone be striving for that perfection and trying to be perfect for everyone and appear perfect? So it comes down to um, low self-worth it comes down to like not accepting yourself um it's kind of rooted to that it's driven by that feeling not good enough so once you address that all of these little things that are not so little when you're experiencing them should kind of resolve by themselves um obviously there is you know um there are different ways that people go about it. They they go about it sometimes and say, you know, I can probably manage that. And that's fine if that works for them. But the way I work with uh, with my clients, I'm kind of, I, I like to resolve things. I do like resolving things. And I like to get to the actual problem, actual root cause of that perfectionism or that anxiety that they're feeling of this negative thinking and stuff like that and um, um, 
it just boils down to that like low self-worth and not believing in yourself as well because if you believed in yourself and you had confidence like a real true confidence you'd be like doing whatever you want because of a, a lot of times perfectionists also they kind of hide behind that perfectionism and they don't really show their true selves and a lot of times they don't even know what they want themselves and they don't even know who they really are so that all resolving the root causes and resolving the real issue of why it is happening and actually delving deep into yourself to find out who you really are and what you really really want in this life that's the main thing to resolving that and working on self-acceptance, working on raising that confidence levels and working on this real true belief in yourself. That's, that's kind of where it boils down to for me. Right. Yeah, of course, everyone has a different experience. We're not saying that one size fits all and everyone has to have a therapy. So what kind of modalities do you use to help your clients to overcome this problem? Um, so I use the advanced conversational hypnosis and that is really good for like, I know that hypnotherapy is kind of almost looked at as if like, you know, oh, there's just going to be lots of relaxations, right? And perfectionists, they can't relax. They literally, one of the symptoms is that they can't relax and they ruminate about their mistakes and they worry what if they make a mistake and they are unsure about themselves they self-doubt so they can't relax so that's why the method that i use is so really good for perfectionists because i don't really need them to be completely relaxed in the state of life i don't understand where i am if that makes sense um and another method that i also add sometimes that's for people who do believe in these sorts of things is the remote viewing energy healing and um, this is something completely different and that like allows me to delve deep and to maybe see different um, patterns within their generational line and within um, their past and stuff like that. Oh, thank you. You know, I was thinking before, I was mentioning to you about this lack of relaxation. So the ability to relax the muscles, which the children have, but we as adults, tend to kind of feel tense when we expect something we go a little bit in fight or flight and some people can't let go and you can feel that because they're when they're talking when they're breathing something isn't right and i was just thinking there might be a connection because i know some wonderful people who have fibromyalgia one in particular is just so loving and helpful to everyone but he's very much a perfectionist and he's always super tense and so the person that i'm talking about has to have hot baths and muscle relaxation techniques applied every single day for hours so that they can let go, let go. But then during the day, this, there is this desire to please others, to do for others, to, to do, 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 to be always on the go. Otherwise, they don't feel right. They don't feel right. And so fibromyalgia sometimes is the body screaming and saying, I don't need to be perfect. I can't sit, I can't stop. We don't need to do a rat race. And a lot of women have fibromyalgia because they are wonderful. They are so full of service and love and 
the desire to change the world, but they're not nourishing themselves. Or if they do, they do that in a perfectionist manner. It has to be perfect. And, and so more pressure. <laughs> so just an idea in case you feel that you are, you guys listening to us today, if you feel that this tension is there and it's not going away, ask yourself, you know, what are your goals there? And how many other people have these very high goals of perfection? Because we don't need them. And, and I always thought, you know, um, I've been on earth 58 years now, going 59 in a month. And I thought, you know, one day I'm going to die. And I'm going to be on my deathbed looking back. So I'm going to die soon and very excited to meet my creator, have nothing to do, I just enjoy myself. And then I'm going to look back. Am I going to say, was my house perfectly clean for all these years? Was my attire always perfect? Where my hair? Was my hair, plural in Italian, sing singular in English, perfect? And was all my relationship history perfect? Was my car perfect? Was my holiday perfect? None of it. None of it is going to matter, isn't it? It's going to be completely different. And what's going to matter is the quality of these relationships and how much we actually had joy in life. Because we, I think when we are perfectionists, aren't we forgetting what joy is? Yeah. We're losing the joy of the present. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's that's another symptom. They can't be present. And that's this is where it all goes. They're either worrying about the, you know, mistakes they made or they're worrying about, you know, how to not make them and how to make everything perfect. So, yeah. And um, as you say, at the end of the day, none of that matters. And I wish like so I was I was a little bit of I was a perfectionist, right, myself. And I wish I had known that about myself when I was like in my early 20s, for example. I could have had completely, you know, different, relaxed life where I believed in myself a bit better, a bit more, and pushed myself less to certain things where that didn't really matter that much. And I just went for what I wanted and not what I thought everyone else wanted from me and not trying to prove someone wrong. Um, that's another way that some perfectionists um, kind of live their lives by like, I'm going to prove them wrong. I'm going to do this. I'm going to prove them that I'm worth this. They've rejected me back then. I'm going to prove them I'm perfect. And how can someone reject someone as perfect as me? And while inside, they're like devastated by the fact that how much they don't really love themselves and don't accept their own mistakes and stuff. And, you know, you said that there was, um, you know, the perfectionists don't put these standards on other people. They sometimes do. So there is like there are a few few types of perfectionism and there's like others orientated perfectionism. So you, you can be a perfectionist yourself and put these expectations on other people. And can you imagine when you put these perfect expectations on your partner in a romantic relationship, how that affects? You, you made a really good point, you know, because don't we then become really impossible at work or in the family, expecting others to live in a really high place? And I don't want to go too deep, but I'm in a very special forum on Facebook where they talk about health. I will say no more, but they're very, very strong on um, organic food and 
natural, avoid toxins, and it's all good. You know, I'm a herbalist, I'm a nutritionist, I'm all for living well. But sometimes you read the post of Anonymous and it's like, oh, I, I can't believe it. My husband, uh, usually is the one, is that my husband will not live to be standards is incredible. They, you know, oh, they don't want to be vegan or they don't understand organic and la la la. And in the end of the day, you realize they, they have such a high standard. They're gonna live completely toxin free. They're just every part of their life, all the food, the substances, everything they touch is bad for them. So I, I sometimes I reply, say, well, you can't live like that. You're gonna destroy your, your relationship because you can't expect them to live in the way you think it's good for you. Yes, you, you might be healthier, but I can say people lived millions of years without all this stuff that you're saying and they survived, you know. <laughs> so that has to be the thing of not passing this very high standard to other people. And um, perhaps when we do that, we might become unconsciously very critical of other people because they don't have those high standards and, you know, and we all can fall into that. We expect them to be the good. And so, because they're not good, we internally think, ah, oh, dang, they're not trying enough. They don't really care, do they? But I care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is that when when that expectation put on the, on the other person and that person doesn't meet that expectation, you become frustrated. And then you actually bring that back to yourself become angry and frustrated that I just want you know good for them and why they're not following my you know plan for them and stuff like that but it's not really it's not really possible if you can't meet your own standards as a perfectionist how how would everyone else would meet these standards as well and um, so like one of the other really kind of um exaggerated symptoms is the need for control as well so to make you know to expect that perfect result from everything in your life you must control everything so you over plan you overdo things because you need to know this is gonna come out perfect so I need to control this I need to control this situation and you know I need to control what this person is thinking of me or what is doing so that's another one so it is quite um linked to ocd as well i find yeah so i want to control everything my day has to be structured in this way so i can fit in as much as possible so i achieve my level or i've done this 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 and that and if i haven't then people are stopping me my whole world is gonna crumble uh, we could go forever but yeah. Now, it's very depressing to think, oh my, am I one of these people? Oh my gosh. And and so what if a person is listening and say, oh my gosh, maybe I am perfectionist. Maybe I am pushing this level of fitness and abilities and beauty to other people, cleanliness, um, health. What can I do? Is there something practical that we can do like today to, to say, all right, all right, let, let, let's get back to normal here. Let's enjoy life. Yeah. So yeah, I've got a couple of suggestions. So one of the suggestions that you can actually absolutely start today is acknowledging your achievements. And that helped me so much. So what you do is, um, so as perfectionists, we tend to not acknowledge our achievements. And even when you set the goal 
at a high standard, even when if you achieve that goal, you don't seem satisfied. Like then you reach for another goal, right? So one of the things to gain more confidence, like real confidence, is start acknowledging small achievements. So at the end of each day, write down three achievements from that day. It could be anything. It could be even like, you know, oh, today I have listened to my body because that's another another one. Like today I have listened to my body and I have decided that actually I'm gonna, you know, not go to the gym because I feel under the weather, right? So that is not your failure because you haven't gone to the gym. That is actually you listening to your body and giving your body what it needs like rest, nutrition, maybe some medicine, you know, whatever. Um, so there's, that could be one. And then the second one could be like, I don't know, I had a really meaningful conversation with my partner on, or a friend. And the third one could be if you're a procrastinator and you have washed your dishes straight after eating, that could be your third one. Just small little goals, uh, small little achievements during the day. So you do that for a week at the end of the week read them you're gonna have 21 of them and you're gonna feel really proud of yourself that oh my god i have done all of that i've actually done all of that and then celebrate it with again it doesn't have to be anything big but just reward yourself in some ways so that's gonna over time when you do that you're gonna train your brain to actually see that you're not that bad that you can achieve things and then you can enjoy these achievements and you can reward yourself so that's one of them so i feel like it's really helped me um and another one is um kind of meditation um so if you just put like a soothing music the music that you like nothing too like bangy or anything like that just something soothing and, and calming and um, you close your eyes take a few breaths and imagine in your head imagine either someone who you really love or imagine yourself as a baby right and imagine that baby or that someone you really love made a tiny mistake and what would you say to that person or to that version of yourself, to that smaller version of yourself? You wouldn't go, oh, you're a failure, you're so stupid, you're this. You wouldn't start with negative negative talking, would you? If it was someone you really love, because, um, you know, because we do tend to be kinder to others than us as perfectionists. Once you've done that, stay in that feeling of loving them and turn that inwards. Turn that inwards and just stay in that feeling as long as you can or as long as you need. Um, and yeah, and that is the meditation. So do that. You could do that daily if you're like really, um, if your negative self-talk and harsh criticism of yourself is really high, you can do that daily or you can do that like once a week or so. But that's a good practice that also helped me. And I was like, when the first time I tried that meditation, I was like, oh, actually, this is so nice to actually feel that love for myself. <laughs> yes. 
What a beautiful way to end the episode because it really is an uplifting note to know that it's possible to reconnect to ourselves and to feel that we don't have to be up there with our achievements, but uh, every day small steps take us somewhere good. It doesn't have to be the impossible. And so I really want to thank you, Dinara, for being here because it was really interesting to talk about what could be one of my problems. Don't we all have it sometimes? And um, so uh, you guys are going to publish underneath the episode. If you're on YouTube, it's going to look down here. And we're going to have all the links. So if you want to ask Dinara for help with hypnosis or even remote viewing, she is going to be very happy to, to help you. So thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much for having uh, me. And it was, um, yeah, it was a lovely conversation. I really enjoyed it yeah me too so guys if you like the episode please share it with all your friends and um, comment engage on facebook youtube um, and apple if you are on itunes log in to leave your review of our show it will help us to reach more people so thank you so much have a great day everyone and take care and see you all soon bye 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 you've listened to create with france sydney